this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And the next chapter, actually the next chapter and part of the next chapter, are again prophecies from this day, but it doesn't start that way. It starts as a judgment on Ephraim, which was one of the tribes, the one of the tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh, one of the tribes formed from the sons of Joseph, and Jerusalem. And there are pieces of this that are extremely important because there are verses out of this particular section that are quoted later um, in context with that time that are true of this time. So again, Isaiah is this, this multiple time book and sometimes one time isn't learned from and somehow we end up coming around the mountain again and ending up back in that and Israel does that uh, 40 years in the wilderness <laughs> they went wandering over a lot of the same land again um, and we spent a lot of time in the wilderness and so they eventually entered the promised land with their leader Joshua Jesus is Joshua in Hebrew. Um, and so that little picture is part of this big picture. So there's these, these sections where time is repeated because the lesson wasn't learned. And it becomes a little obvious in this one because he, he says it. But again, some of these verses are quoted later in not Isaiah's time, but in Jesus's time. And they're just as applicable because they're going around the mountain again rather than listening. So, starting in chapter 28. Ah, the proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim and the fading flower of its glorious beauty, which is on the head of the rich valley of those overcome with wine. Behold, the Lord has one who is mighty and strong, like a storm of hail, a destroying tempest, like a storm of mighty overflowing waters. He cast down to the earth with his hand. The proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim will be trodden underfoot in the fading flower of its glorious beauty, which is on the head of the rich valley will be like a first ripe fig before the summer when someone sees it, he swallows it as soon as it is in his hand. In that day, the Lord of hosts will be a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of his people and a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment and strength to those who turn back the battle at the gate. These also reel with wine and stagger with strong drink. The priest and the prophet reel with strong drink. They are swallowed by wine. They stagger with strong drink. They reel in vision. They stumble in giving judgment. For all tables are full of filthy vomit with no space left. 
To whom will he teach knowledge and to whom will he explain the message? Those who are weaned from the milk, those taken from the breast, for it is precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. For by people with strange lips and with a foreign tongue, the Lord will speak to this people, to whom he has said, This is rest, give rest to the weary, and this is repose. Yet they would not hear. And the word of the Lord will be to them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they may go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers who rule this people in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death and with Sheol, we have an agreement. When the overwhelming whip passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge, and in falsehood we have taken shelter. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. And I will make justice the line and righteousness the plumb line. And hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and waters will overwhelm the shelter. Then your covenant with death will be annulled and your agreement with shale will not stand. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, you will be beaten down by it. As often as it passes through, it will take you. For morning by morning it will pass through, by day and by night. And it will be sheer terror to understand the message. For the bed is too short to stretch oneself on, and the covering too narrow to wrap oneself in. For the Lord will rise up as on Mount Perizim. As in the valley of Gibeon, he will be roused. To do his deed, strange is his deed, and to work his work, alien is his work. Now therefore do not scoff, lest your bonds be made strong, for I have heard a decree of destruction from the Lord God of hosts against the whole land. Give ear and hear my voice. Give attention and hear my speech. Does he who plows for sowing plow continually? Does he continually open and harrow his ground? When he has leveled its surface, does he not scatter dill so cumin and put in wheat and rose and barley in its proper place and emmer as the border? For he is rightly instructed. His God teaches him. Dill is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over cumin. But dill is beaten out with a stick and cumin with a rod. Does one crush grain for bread? No, he does not thresh it forever. When he drives his cartwheel over it with his horses, he does not crush it. This also comes from the Lord of hosts. He is wonderful in counsel and excellent wisdom. Ah, Ariel, Ariel, the city where David encamped. Add year to year, let the feast run around. Yet I will distress Ariel, and there shall be moaning and lamentation, and she shall be to me like an Ariel. And I will encamp against you all around, and will besiege you with towers, and I will raise siege works against you, and you will be brought low. From the earth you shall speak, from the dust your speech will be bowed down. Your voice shall come from the ground like the voice of a ghost, and from the dust your speech shall whisper. 
But the multitude of your foreign foes shall be like small dust, and the multitude of the ruthless like passing chaff. And in an instant, suddenly, you will be visited by the Lord of hosts with thunder and with earthquake and great noise with whirlwind and tempest and the flame of a devouring fire. And the multitude of all the nations that fight against Ariel, all that fight against her and her stronghold and distress her, shall be like a dream, a vision of the night, as when a hungry man dreams, and behold, he is eating, and awakes when his hunger, with his hunger not satisfied. Or as when a thirsty man dreams, and behold, he is drinking, and awakes faint, <clears throat> and awakes faint with his thirst not quenched. So shall all the multitude, so shall the multitude of all the nations be that fight against Mount Zion. Astonish yourselves and be astonished. Blind yourselves and be blind. Be drunk, but not with wine. Stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord has poured out upon you a spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes, the prophets, and covered your heads, the seers. And the vision of all this has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed. It says in verse 11, this is not in poetic form, but it really speaks to the, not only the next section, but to this section. So here's the vision of judgment, and they don't want to listen to it. And so in verse 11, it, it tells them, and the vision of all this has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed. When men give it to one who can read, saying, read this, he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. And when they give the book to one who cannot read, saying, read this, he says, I cannot read. Isaiah is saying in his time, Jesus said in his time on earth, and the Lord is saying to us now, because all three times are applicable, that we cannot make any agreement that's going to stand against the Lord. We cannot. We can fool ourselves. We can do that. We can fool ourselves. But his cornerstone, who Jesus tells us that's who he is, is the measure. It is the measure... He is the measure of the line and the plumb line of justice and righteousness. So for those who don't know what a cornerstone is or a plumb line, the cornerstone was the block on which, from which, the line of the entire building would be made. So that block was made first, and every other block in the building, both its depth, 
and links the line on the bottom of the building, the foundation of the building, and the line going up, the height of the building, and how it was put together was determined by this cornerstone. And what measured the line was that foundational line. Was it level? Was it level? Whenever all the stones got put together for the building, did it line out? We use that term all the time. The height was measured using a plumb line. So you'd get to the top of wherever it was and you'd decide if it was straight with a cornerstone by putting a line with a weight down using gravity. Was it straight or not? Obviously the Tower of Pisa fell a little short of that. You did a tower, a plumb line from the Tower of Pisa, you wouldn't touch the building at all on one side and it'd be laying against the building on the other side. So that's not what you want out of a plumb line. And so what he's saying is that justice is the foundation and righteousness is the height of the building that is built based on the cornerstone, which we find out later is Jesus himself. And everything... Let's go back to that verse, verse 17 of chapter 28. And I will make justice the line and righteousness the plumb line and hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and waters will overwhelm the shelter. There won't be anything left but the building that is measured up to the cornerstone. And... So, this is the measure. This is the measure. Do we measure with Jesus? As it says in Colossians, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The point is that we measure up to our cornerstone to form the rest of a temple which is talked about numerous times in the New Testament. But this concept is introduced here. Ariel, by the way, um, it, it has a number of meanings, but literally it means Lion of God. Um, and obviously Jerusalem, Zion being twin areas, but thought of as semi the same place. Um, the symbol, the Lion of Judah, the Lion of God. Um, so he's talking to Jerusalem. Um, and he explains the destruction of Jerusalem. And at the very end there, he's saying, you have so deluded yourselves. You believe your own lies. You astonish yourselves. 
Astonish yourselves and be astonished. Blind yourselves and be blind. He's, you so deluded yourself that you're drinking your own Kool-Aid, essentially is what he's saying here. And it explains in Romans that this happens when people just refuse to listen to the Lord. They end up, they end up blinding themselves. Because if they won't listen to the truth, if they will never come to the light, they just end up in their own little whirlwind of delusion. In verse 10, for the Lord has poured out upon you a spirit of deep sleep. God will allow that to happen to people who don't listen to him. And has closed your eyes, the prophets at the time, the Pharisees and Sadducees at the time of Jesus, um, those who are spiritual but don't understand this foundation, the cornerstone of Jesus Christ, and covered your heads, the seers, the ones who see into the future. For there are delusions, there are lies that could be told. about the future. And we see a lot of different endings and a lot of different understandings and everybody can have their own way. But God's saying no. In the final end, there is going to be one cornerstone. And Jesus tells us very clearly that that is him. And he tells us that there there are consequences to not paying attention to the fact that he's the cornerstone. This chapter outlines this. Now notice our, our little phrase is clear down in verse 5. It doesn't start this chapter. It starts with the judgment. But in verse 5 it says, In that day the Lord of hosts will be a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of his people. Not all of his people are going to survive of, of the nation of Israel or even the tribe of Judah. There's going to be a remnant who, who understood and are called to be his people. And a spirit of judgment to him who sits in judgment and strength to those who turn back the battle at the gate. So there's going to be a day where the Lord of hosts will be a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty. And that his people will act with a spirit of justice and strength because of that. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, you warn us. Then you sent your son Jesus to save us and warn us. And there will be a final that day where all of this comes to fruition. 
and all of the lies and all of the agreements made in a lie will be done. And they will look stupid and worthless and not strong at all when people right now believe in them as their only strength. God, save us from delusion. Break through our hard hearts and make them soft for you. Break through our blind eyes and make them see you. God, help us not to listen to those who have closed their eyes and covered their heads. Help us to not listen to those who are so into the world that they don't see you. They don't follow you. Forgive us when we fail you. Thank you, God, for giving us time. Thank you for being patient with us. But Lord, in that day, in that day, it'll all be done. Just like in Noah's day, when the ark door was closed, the rain started falling. The flood had started. It was too late. You warn us in that day will be very similar in the in that regard and only the remnant will be saved just like Noah and his family were the remnant of that day God help us to take this seriously help us to understand that you are God the meaning of God being you are the ultimate being you are the superior being to all other beings doesn't matter what we think doesn't matter whether we like you or not doesn't matter whether we believe every word in the Bible or not. It doesn't matter if, if we questioned you or not. It doesn't matter that we can't see you right now or not. What matters is that you have been faithful to fulfill your promises in Isaiah that are about Jesus' first coming. And that you will be faithful to bring about the promises ongoing because you've been faithful with the first. Your history, your track record is perfect. God, thank you for showing us that. Help us to learn that from this chapter and a half from this section of Isaiah. And God, help us to be humble. Help us to be humble. Help us to learn from you and pray and turn from any way that is not yours into your way. Lord, thank you that you give us the strength and the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. Thank you that you create in us pure hearts. Thank you that the old is gone, the new has come. Thank you that, Jesus, you have been, you are the first fruits of this new kingdom. Thank you that you are building us into a holy temple. Thank you that you sanctify us with the, with the water of your word. Thank you that you give us hope and a future based on our testimony and our walk with you and the blood you shed on the cross. Thank you, Jesus.
In your precious and holy name, to you be the glory and the power and the honor and the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. This is Trained by Grace 2, and if you're listening to this podcast, I wanted to say thank you. And there are various things you can do as a next step. Number one, if you need to know more about Jesus being your Savior and Lord, please get a hold of me via email at trainedbygrace2, all one word, trainedbygrace, trained, T-R-A-I-N-E-D, grace 2 at gmail.com. And put in the subject line podcast um, for all of these options. So if you need to know more about Jesus, please get a hold of me. Or someone you know who knows Christ. Um, if you would like to be part of this prod- podcast proclaiming his excellencies, you can put subject line podcast. would like to be part of proclaiming God's excellencies. If you would like to have a resource, have a Bible sent to you, please put that in the email. If you have a prayer request, put that in the email. So thank you for getting in touch with me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And may you be blessed um, and know Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And remember, you are one of God's excellencies.